hello and welcome back Black Party listeners. Today we have a special episode and this one is about Ultra. Ultra aims to be the future of digital games distribution on the blockchain. Currently, the incumbent Steam dominates the market with most developers and gamers alike using the platform to either play or distribute their games. We really enjoyed making this episode, so we hope you enjoy listening. Block Party is a tech culture podcast. We do tech for the people. We cover topics ranging from cryptocurrencies, blockchain, augmented reality, artificial intelligence, and more. Our guests include entrepreneurs, creatives, and influencers. Block Party takes a unique view of tech through the lens of the people living it. Block Party is tech culture. It's going very, very well. How's it going for you, Z? Pretty good. Can't complain. It's right now a very, very cold uh, fall afternoon right here in New York City. And uh, we wanted to talk a little bit. Uh, I mean, both you and I over the last week have been keeping an eye on like the growing crypto gaming space and like how like just decentralized consensus technology is actually affecting that i mean we were talking earlier this week about web 3.0 and the metaverse as a whole but uh i think we the way have we, indeed i think i and for all our listeners we highly encourage you to listen to those episodes you can find that in spotify and apple Podcasts. but i i like the phrasing that you actually put up a little earlier this uh today before we started this episode where you were like uh like the first place, like the first frontier or the first place we're going to see actionable steps into uh, like cryptocurrency and tokens being actually used is in gaming and just the gaming in the metaverse space. And uh, I guess before yeah. we begin, like, do you feel like expanding a little more on that concept before we start like talking more in specific on the thing that we wanted to talk about today? Well, well, no, not really. I mean, User adoption happens um, in areas sometimes that are unpredictable, but, you know, I I think that's going to be the user adoption for crypto in the beginning. It's going to be gaming and uh, finance, you know, simple finance, right? Mm -hmm. A lot of people were talking about remittances and like, you know, which which ones the banks are going to use and and governments. But I I really think it's going to be initially just user adoption. So people looking to get some staking rewards for for their money, right, because they don't want it sitting in. 0.5% 0.5% interest of interest bearing accounts in banks. So they're going to be like, hey, I could get 10% yield on, you know, my uh, US dollar or my USDC. I'm going to put it in, you know, some, some staking protocol. That's, that's one area of user adoption for people just looking for their money to make them some money. And then the other would be gaming, right? So <clears throat> a lot of gamers already use platforms, um, MMORPGs, what have you, you know, to, you know, to, to build their communities. So crypto is just another expansion of that. And I think that that's where it starts, you know, user adoption. And if if gaming and, you know, personal finance are, are how, how users adopt crypto or the beginning stages, all, all, you know, I'm all for it. You know, if, if that's the beginning, let, let it be. 
So ultimately speaking, though, now that we're talking about the gaming space, we have to be a little objective about the gaming space. Um, specifically, right. and, with- and we, it's really hard, right? Because right now, so many gaming tokens just blew up. So it's kind of hard not to pay attention. You know, I, I was looking more at the DeFi space, but it's really hard to not pay attention to stuff when you know some of these coins are popping or or, or pumping. We would be two hundred percent in a week. We would be doing wrong by our community in general just by ignoring this sector of the market, especially like yeah. you said, two hundred percent. Like, or no, we're gamers. We're gamers ourselves. So you know, like, and th- this is definitely crypto related. Um, and it's it just uh, some of this stuff is awesome. But um, well, sorry, Chris, you you were saying? No, yeah. Um, I mean, like, let's let's get a closer focus on this. So, I mean, obviously, the growth of gaming is not understated in any sense. It's grown over the last decade exponentially compared to the decade before it. And uh, a lot of that is based on the different platforms that people are now able to access games on. You could go on the PlayStation Store. You could go on Xbox. Uh, Steam popularized PC gaming for everybody. Uh, MMOs have grown exponentially in user count and user base. And not to be understated, for Web 2.0, these platforms are very, very useful. But in, in a sense, it's hard for me to not say that what was championing the growth of the market is now slowly starting to become the villain of its own story um and are you talking about steam i mean you know uh, yes yes Yes. we have to we have to not we have to call it what it is you know um and not even just steam the apps like the the ios app store is another perfect example of that but like we're talking specifically pc these these platforms have, so uh, the publishing platforms themselves, right? The publishing yeah. platforms themselves that essentially serve as the ecosystem for for the users and for the developers alike um, are the villain, and and not in not in the sense that you would think they are, because what they do is they provide you know opportunities to game developers and players for essentially distribution, right? So they serve a very important purpose. But when you say villain, what what do you mean, Chris? I mean. The truth of the matter is they are no longer serve they 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 serve a purpose for distribution, but they are no longer serving the all encompassing interests of both the developers and us as the consumers. We lack uh, a way to exist outside of these monop- uh, these mono- almost pseudo monopolistic uh, ecosystems. Uh, our value, for example, if we're talking specifically Steam, um, you could buy a game and resell a game for in in marketplace tokens so like you could use that to buy different things but all within the steam ecosystem nothing ever leaves that ecosystem and ultimately they no longer serve the the overall intended value for us as a consumer they no longer serve the marketing and distribute like full distribution like experience that developers are looking for and this is ha- this has led to multiple different individual self-publishers to find ways to distribute through their own uh marketplaces epic game store uh origin uh i hate origin but you know ea play like all 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 these all these different ubisoft's uplay system they're all now starting to develop markets away from steam which overall shows a shifting mindset in of the mindset of where our like where where we are purchasing and where and how we are purchasing as consumers so like i want i want to 
like actually get down to the nitty gritty of how why we are actually talking about this. And today we decided to focus on a platform right now that's expanding into uh, essentially the crypto market space for Steam, for distribution for games. And it goes by the name Ultra. And me and Z have been talking about this a lot. We both uh, are very interested into the project. And it's doing, it's doing, it's addressing certain problems. And right. I think, I um, think. What is the, what, yeah, what, what is the problem essentially? that we're facing because it's three-pronged in my we, opinion but yeah we we have the incumbents right uh steam uh ios you know the apps the, the app stores right that are commonly referred to as app stores we have these ecosystems that are entrenched because everyone uses them and they are the go-to method for distributing and for purchasing games so these guys have a monopoly. Um, and, and not even that, because they have a monopoly, they're able to take out huge fees from every, uh, from every sale made by a distributor. They're able to what's take out the 30. Fee? What's the fee currently for taking out, or let's say I publish a game as an indie developer. How much matter, does Steam take from me? It don't matter if you're indie, it don't matter if you're a top level, they equally attack everybody with that clean 30%. 30 percent 30 on the app store 30 so, percent on steam all the major so let's say let's say i had to pay 30 percent to steam now this wouldn't be a problem if steam itself provided some sort of marketing support or gamers were able to find my content as an indie developer but that's not the case is it no i mean that leads us to our second problem which is honest to god uh like consumer awareness like there are so many games being published on Steam since they have a monopoly on the market that an indie developer that could be developing a AAA like experience will ultimately get drowned in the endless torrent of just silly simulator games or this game or that game. Games that really only serve to expand the library of useless uh, applications and technology and just software. I actually learned a new. I actually learned a new uh, word for that today. It's called shovelware, right? Yes. Yeah. It's where there's just a bunch of useless content constantly being uh, put out by a certain publisher or developer, and the other indie developers who might have a quality product, they just get drowned in the noise. So the shovelware basically takes precedent in a lot of these platforms because they're able to monetize more effectively and generate more revenue for Steam. And it, the reason they do it is probably because if they don't do this, they themselves would get drowned out, right? By the other uh, other shovelware yeah. providers. And then, and then. So ultimately... indie developers, like you know, we we create a quality game. Indie developers, you know, miss out on yeah. the opportunities, or 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 the well, the uh, you know, the gamers that the platforms provide. So you have missed opportunities, um, and you know, for for game marketplaces to reward and pay users for their playtime. You know, this, this is definitely a missed opportunity, right? So what does Ultra solve? Ultra solves this by essentially creating a first-class PC game publishing platform and ecosystem that puts an end to the current distribution monopoly by providing new opportunities to game developers, players, and influencers. So this is the future of digital games distribution. 
and and let's let's really get get into that. Let's get into the solution of of that that Ultra provides. So I mean, we brought up three problems. You know, market awareness, consumer awareness. We brought up monopolization, and we also just like brought up just complete missed opportunities that are are being taken taken by uh, Steam, where they're not able to completely capitalize on the ecosystem that they're able to provide. And I think so. Well, to, to be to be to be specific, Ultra is targeting the PC game market. It's not targeting, you know, like mobile app market or or um, console game market. It's specifically targeting the PC game market. And the PC game market currently, the world PC game market, has a thirty-two billion dollar market. Twelve um, percent, roughly twelve percent of which belongs to Steam. The rest of it, uh, I mean, there's other platforms, GOG, GameJolt, etc. But Epic, the, yeah. The, Roughly 88% of it uh, remains on self-publishing platforms. So, you know, you got some big dogs in there as well. And that comprises most of that $32 billion market cap. The and, and Steam is, or, um, yeah, um, Ultra is trying to foray for, for away into that distribution uh, market by, you know, essentially handling that and giving back some of the, uh, the opportunities to the players and to the developers alike. And there, there are so many ways you can utilize an ecosystem like this. You know, the, the market's not going anywhere. You know, it's only growing more, as more people get like access to high end, like play, like personal computers and allows them to actually integrate uh, advertise. Think about it. Advertising ways to retain these customers so that they're playing more frequently, more consistently. And it goes back to the, the episode that we had about like the metaverse and creating these social communities. This is this is. Steam of itself is a current social community that isn't really that social. It doesn't really keep us as the users engaged uh, via different methods like streaming. Like, I mean, they just started getting into that. And it, it once again, it goes back to the missed opportunity. And uh, Ultra's actually been focusing heavy. Uh, you're able to download the application right now through uh, their uh, website. And immediately off rip, one of the immediate things that I noticed was that they're integrated with their own streaming service or not integrated they're partnered with uh theta tv which is supposed to be a twitch tv uh like competitor in the crypto space and and that's just another way creating an ecosystem that consistently feeds back on itself within the uh tokenomics of both t fuel which is what they use and what ultra or like uos token is going to be using to be able to make purchases and be able to sell things on the marketplace uh themselves Right now, that's not currently like active, but they're gearing up uh, very soon to actually make the marketplace go live. Um, well, I, I do like I do like Ultra's uh you know uh, addressable market because right now, I mean, d digitally distributed PC games has been growing, and we we touched upon this, you know, right? Steam solved the problem, right? There was mm -hmm. so many people in the last decade who were were used to physical copies of games. But that limited a lot of developers and basically allowing, you know, digital distribution um, to, to bring Steam essentially encouraged enabled, you know, a bunch of indie developers to enter the market, right? Because distribution costs are a factor. You know, you, you, you have the, the logistics, the physical packaging, all that stuff. Not everyone, you know, not everyone is a uh, FBA or a fulfillment by Amazon entrepreneur. So no, not everyone wants to do this, right? They don't want to. You know, have to create a game and then distribute it. But with Steam's technology and with the ecosystem, they were able to to get their um, you know, get their games out there. 
now the problem has has become you know twofold like we mentioned so ultra is definitely addressing an addressable market right it's definitely targeting a market that that needs this product and it's not not only is it you know big right now but it's growing decade over decade um and um you know some of the stuff they mention in their white paper is that the gaming population is on a constant rise so maybe 20 years ago gaming wasn't as popular and i remember people used to you know like kind of scoff at esports as not a legitimate um you know sports sport but if you look at the rise of esports it's basically outperformed every single professional sports league in everywhere so there's a there's a neat graph somewhere but esports has done multiples of what other um you know professional sports uh establishments or franchises have done in the same amount of time and it's it's still novel and i think that goes back to you know access right every kid uh no matter where they are in the globe has access to a computer or a mobile device not every but much more have access to you know a gaming a gaming device of some sort as opposed to access to you know well not only not only access but the privilege needed to 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 excel and to, to participate in professional sports, right? So, yeah. or any type of sport for that, for that matter. So esports definitely puts a little bit more um, ease of accessibility into, into kids, into adults as well. The barrier of entry hands. is just so low compared to a lot of other it, like competitive, right. like marketplaces. Um, exactly. Let's, let's really actually focus on, I think, two important things that, that ultra solves. And we mentioned this before. One is the thirty percent for the developers, right? They don't. Want so they to would be earning twenty one percent more sales revenue, right? So yeah. that's that's amazing. How much? How much? You said thirty percent. So Steam takes thirty percent from developers. Yeah, that's a lot. That's a lot of money, especially providing no marketing support for you know for being drowned out on their own platform that they're distributing on. That doesn't seem fair to me, right? No, um, not at all. That's a that, lot. That's yeah. uh, complete. That's that's. Right. That's nearly one third of all your profit. On every dollar, they take thirty cents. Right. That's... So, so ultra, ultra um aims to solve this by well, essentially li- lowering that that cost. Do you, do you know what uh, ultra charges to be placed on their um? I think it's twelve percent. I think it's twelve percent that ultra is doing. Twelve percent. So still, you know, right now, but yeah. Okay. So you know, they're still taking a sizable chunk, but not thirty percent. But Here's where Ultra shines, in my opinion, and they're able to provide more effective marketing tools, right? So they might take a chunk, but they're also able to get your game out to more people. And you can utilize these in-game or I'm assuming there, there would be a different portal for developers, but you're able to utilize a range of business and marketing tools essentially to advertise or to market your game, right? And, and I, I think it, that's something that Steam does not provide currently to their uh, indie developers they're kind of at the whim of what steam you know puts at the forefront of their for their gamers right well like what, what's currently being advertised or marketed and i'm guessing that typically falls to the shovelware providers or the triple a titles right yeah stuff that they know will make sales so that's that's definitely one problem they solve and and i'm really looking at like their ability to defend the little guy you know like the marketing uh, I'm I'm sorry if this is like regurgitating stuff that we've already spoke, but like 
it is so, so easy to, I mean, reviews kill a game, you know? Reviews will, like, a lot of people will live and die by reviews. Um, or, like, very famous influential people being able to distribute, uh, like, spread word of mouth by advertising. Like, when you have to rely on, like, famous YouTubers and, and Twitter feeds and, and just all these different external sources for marketing outside of the exi- like the existing marketplace it is no longer going to serve the small the small developers the 10 team guys the 20 teams where you have like these mega corporations like Activision throwing billions of dollars at advertising once again outside of that existing marketplace just so they can convert all that money that they're spending into 30% being taken from them got it so, uh, and I'm going to re- re, uh, repeat this for the audience. So Ultra is basically building a first-class publishing platform and marketplace that puts an end to the current distribution monopoly. One way they're going to do this, as we discussed, is going to be more fair to developers. So developers are going to earn more from sales revenues. That's not going to go to Ultra. They're going to provide them effective marketing tools to help them market their... Uh, market their game and i'm pretty sure there's going to be some sort of um you know uh, some sort of tool i'm thinking something similar uh similar to like a facebook advertising or marketing tool where they can you know push a bunch of levers and buttons to get their game obviously for some sort of monetary input right they provide some capital and then there or maybe uos token you know maybe the 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 ecosystem runs on uos token but you know some sort of um marketing tool like that they also mentioned that they're going to be able to introduce new revenue streams. Um, so developers and gamers alike, not just the developers, but the gamers as well, will have access to a range of new revenue opportunities. Um, so they're going to do this through establishing a rich token-based economy uh, with referral bonuses, digital goods, rewards programs. Um, I think that's and- actually very interesting. So when we mentioned like new revenue streams... Uh- not even just for the developer, for us as the consumer, like a major problem that we have in like Steam or all these closed marketplaces is that there's a really no way. And I mentioned this earlier in this episode is that there's no way for you to extract value for your purchase. You know, if you buy something on Steam and you try to trade or resell it, it comes back as like Steam's own currency, which then you use to do uh, other things to buy other games, I guess. But like, you, you can't really extract that value out of the marketplace. And being able to enable um, secondhand sales, so for me as a consumer to sell somebody else and then make a profit off of that outside of the marketplace because I'm using a token that can exist. Uh, I could transfer that token. I can, I can trade right, it out on a something. Right, third-party marketplace. You could, yeah. you, know, you could potentially transfer it to Uniswap and then exchange it for USDC. You know, so, you know, there could, there could be a third party market, you know, a, a marketplace that exists outside of the, uh, the ultra ecosystem. And that's that's impressive. That's really that's that's useful for me because I am no longer feeling beholden. And I guess the developers are no longer feeling beholden to the marketplaces that they serve, ultimately allowing them to figure out less about how they're going to push their game and more about, you know, building better games. Obviously, the like great games will sell more just off the strength of their own now i'm not saying that's the rule of thumb for everything but like i'd like to believe that we live in a world where quality sells itself sometimes 
That also being said, there yeah. are mobile games out there that be selling like hotcakes, but that's because of like just the strength of the advertising teams. But that that goes to show advertising also does matter, and now being able to like uh, allow tools in the hands of the developers to market more efficiently. Uh, and like I said before, using Theta TV already being built in to their platform, it's it's super it, it, it's super useful. It's, I think these are really useful tools, and I think Ultra's doing this correctly, in my opinion. What do you think? Well, I definitely do. I definitely do. Well, one thing I definitely want to mention is the team. So the, the, they they constantly refer to the uh, the team behind Ultra, and and you know they have a world class team. They have some of the best, uh, you know, advisory boards and stuff like that. But let's really dig in. So who is, so there's two CEOs, um, which is unusual, but they have uh, two co-CEOs. One is David Hansen and the other is Nicholas Gallo. So David Hansen has 18 years of experience founding companies and operating CEO positions, including Zhao Bawang, a $100 million USD game console part project in partnership with AMD and a video game studio later acquired by Kingsoft, founded by Xiaomi CEO. Uh, their second CEO, or their co-CEO, Nicholas Gallo, is a serial entrepreneur and strategist, led $100 plus million USD game pro- console project as Xiaobo Wang's CSO, 1.5x to 3x revenue of multiple game app projects through his monetization strategy firm, Plants vs. Zombie, High Noon, The Economist. Um, then there's CTO Michael Dunn, <laughs> former. I, I'm gonna. I just just to insert a little bit of levity here. This dude Michael Dunn on the white paper, his mustache is the strongest thing I have ever seen. <laughs> yeah, the, yeah, this guy's mustache is absurd. He looks like a walrus. Yo, just a, to a very very strong mustache here. But just former just, CTO of yeah. Dell and Time Warner, heavy, accomplished heavy, technology heavy. exec. Yeah. Building the WWE as member of the W3C and Techstars mentor. Um, so s- some strong experience here. We have game industry legend Edward Moalem, CSO, held multiple positions as senior director and manager at both Apple and Google. Two of the largest uh, Senior on the VP, PR of IGA Worldwide, Double Fusion, and has brokered multiple deals with some of the leading game companies and founded Sky Vodka. So there's Excla- exclamation mark, exclamation mark. These, so definitely, definitely some, some strong. Yeah, definitely a strong team. Um, and, and they constantly refer to their team, right? So they, you know, in one of, in one, you know, in one of their, uh, in one, I think in one of their uh, white paper articles, they mentioned collectively the Ultra team has 150 years of combined experiences. Um, Steam is the dominating game publisher. So right now is definitely the right time um, for something like this to come along. And they do have a, the right product. I'm, I'm very interested in why they started with the PC gaming network. I mean, I guess you do have to start niche. You know, you can't just uh, go into mobile games or console games. Yeah. You definitely have. You know, you, PC games are more accessible for sure because there's, there's a lot more indie developers who are developing for the PC. Yeah. So, I mean, there's, a, there's just a larger addressable market. Um, you know, you have, yeah, I mean, guys, if you, if you actually want to check out some of the stuff that Ultra's doing, I, I suggest looking at the white paper. 
it reads like a pitch deck, in my opinion. It's it's beautifully put together. So, you know, Chris, are, have you got a chance to take a look at the white paper by any chance? Yeah, yeah. I, I've seen a lot of stuff. I don't want to really get too into, like, the nitty-gritty of, like, every single thing, every single thing, because we could be here literally for another hour, which I don't mind, but for, obviously, like, consumption's sake, I, I feel like their white... Their, their white paper is super intuitive in its ability to convey the things and the ideas that they're actually trying to accomplish with Ultra. Um, making sure that, like, once again, retention of uh, their user base within the Ultra marketplace is super important to them. Being able to provide uh, SDKs and different tools for developers to be able to onboard from their existing products onto the Ultra ecosystem. Uh, I think that's super important too, just because there are games that are already in existence. They don't have to develop new games for this marketplace. It exists. Well, right that's a, that's another thing. Yeah, that's another thing that you know that that actually struck me. So not only you know there's already existing games, but they're they're essentially providing uh, onboarding uh, help, right? So they're they're allowing platform porting. Um, so. Developers love uh, platform SDKs because they can spend more time developing their core application. The Ultra Games SDK, so they're 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 creating a uh, software development kit that will completely close the gap between legacy publishing platforms and Ultra by providing all SDK features av available from competing platforms. Um, so you can uh, port an application or game from other platforms to Ultra, such as Steam, Xbox, or PlayStation. And the uh, the SDK will be provided for different different uh, environments, right? Yeah. Unity, Unreal Engine, Lumberyard, HTML5, C Sharp, and C++, Frostbite, and more. So this is great because, you know, if, if you're a developer and you just want to port your game over to the Ultra uh, ecosystem, they have it made available for you, which is, which is great. So it's not like you need to build something novel on the, uh, on the Ultra platform. And I think I think ultimately speaking, like they have a whole host of things that are that, that they're developing. Like uh, one thing that really stuck out to me was their mobile their their mobile app, the uh, Ultra Go app, which will be able to provide like ad and marketing and analytical tools for streamers, for content creators, for developers to be able to like actually like see what's happening on the Ultra marketplace. And I think the inclusion of a cryptocurrency wallet allows them uh, a greater like once again, another tool so that you don't have to go far outside of their existing ecosystem to be able to participate in the cryptocurrency like marketplace as a whole. If you want to, obviously convert your UOS tokens into something else and then, you know, get involved in these different other uh, DeFi and just gaming ecosystems. And I think the strength of this project is just firing on all cylinders. That's why I'm so interested in, I think, like a great thing that the 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 marketplace allows this to do is that like let's say a standard AAA game sixty five dollars you know here in the United States obviously is going to be probably more elsewhere but here in the United States is like sixty five dollars uh, USD uh that number is never going to change on their marketplace only the amount of tokens you have to spend is going to change but it's always going to cost sixty five dollars. It's always so like the developer doesn't lose out on the amount of value that they've received from that. So whether the marketplace fluctuates or anything like that based on the value of the tokens. And I personally do believe that the value of these tokens are going up. Like 
I think right now it's hovering around like a dollar forty on on the token. Obviously, I, that's what it should cost right now at this time, based on like what the utility of the token actually is. But I could one hundred percent see the value. I'm talking in a strictly like this is divorced from the technology, but from the value. Once this marketplace goes live, once they expand over to Mac, once they expand over, uh, they open up that mobile uh, app I just mentioned, and once they start onboarding the different developers to this ecosystem that really provides more value than any other marketplace, uh, like Steam can only say in competition with everybody because they have them, they have the audience, but. The tool yeah, that first gonna... mover advantage, right? Yeah. That market effect. But once, once, once all these things are in place, I could see the ultra token itself going from like one dollar and forty cents to like a five x, ten x. Like a token is going to be very valuable. And well, I, well I, I don't, I don't know about the price predictions, but yeah. I, I am seeing a lot of to token supply and demand, um, tokenomics within the ultra network, just based off of their white paper. And one of the things I do like about it is that there's there's investment strategies for if interested in the project. They they uh, describe a little bit of you know how how they uh, plan to invest some of their uh, game sales profits, and then how they plan to free some of their ultra tokens. And they also mention that um, one of the ultra's core user experience philosophies is to pr provide players with diverse ways to easily and instantly earn ultra coins. So essentially, by pr participating in the Ultra Network, you know, you have opportunities to earn Ultra Coins, you know, whether this is referring other players or developers, uh, participation in betas. Currently, you don't, you don't really get any, you know, there's no monetary incentive for you to participate in betas besides getting to play the betas, right? Yeah. Um, and with Ultra, this is not the case. You would get, you would earn Ultra Coins for, you know, uh, participating in betas, viewing ads trading digital goods and and participating in rewards programs right um there, there's a bunch of other ways to earn but not only not only are you a richer player by playing on the ultra platform there's going to be more revenue for the developers um and there's a rewards program right so for one separate for users and then one separate for developers right so there's uh there's a whole bunch of stuff here and one thing that i noticed and i don't know if you saw this but they have an ultra miner and th this to me is very interesting. And I still don't understand how this works. Maybe I'll do a little bit more research, but it looks like Ultra's blockchain technology allows them to create an Ultra Miner and it's their non-inflationary one button Ultra Coin mining solution. Um, so from this is directly from their white paper, Ultra's blockchain technology doesn't require users to use their GPUs to secure our network. Therefore, we are in a position to let them mine other blockchains. With our Ultra Miner, our one-button smart miner application, mined altcoins are sold to purchase Ultra Coins from coin holders to ultimately offer Ultra Coins for mining users. So, user, this is how the this is how the sequence of events would go. The user presses mine button. Ultra Miner finds most profitable coins to mine. So it finds X coins to mine, for example. Ultra sells mine coins. Ultra buys Ultra coins from coin holders. And then mining user receives Ultra coins. So it sounds like there's an in-house or built-in application as a user of the Ultra platform 
where you can earn ultra simply by being or existing or playing games on the platform while that minor application runs in the background. I think that's pretty darn interesting to me. It's very novel in my opinion, right? So there's this ecosystem going on in the background of, you know, mining alternative cryptocurrencies, selling them for ultra coins, and then there's a live marketplace where the 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 ultra is automatically selling those mined coins in exchange for users who are selling their ultra coins. And then for mining those coin for, for mining those alternative coins, you receive ultra in return. I think that's pretty um, interesting. And I wonder how they, you know, address automatically mining the most profitable profitable coins at any given time. I don't know if this is a beta concept or if they're they're actually gonna release this once their you know once their market or once their uh, marketplace goes live. But definitely something to look look at if you're you know if you're one of those users or developers or or just gamers in general that are always looking to you know maximize your return yeah. in a potential investment. So I guess I guess we should uh, summarize like a lot of the top like the big ideas right now. Um, right. Ultimately, ultimately speaking, Ultra is going to be the 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 marketplace in the future where gaming can actively take advantage of the cryptocurrency marketplace. And I'm not saying that Steam isn't going to break into this or any of these other like platforms are not going to break into this space, but they're not being developed with uh, the blockchain in mind. They're not being developed from a Web 3.0 perspective or just a decentralized consensus uh, perspective in, as a whole. So I think, it's, I, I think they're going to be playing catch up. And that's going to be very weird for a lot of these platforms since they've been holding such dominance for a while. And Ultra is going to really be leading the pack into this, um, into this forefront as like a comprehensive, all-inclusive tool for developers to be able to utilize this new uh, marketplace. Um, yeah. They're doing great yeah. work. And, and yeah, so Ultra provides a, a solution for players, right, in this ecosystem. You know, they get to play games. They get to earn money. It's an open platform. You know, they get exclusive content. They're part of a community. Again, they can resell their games, right? That's a, that's a big one you mentioned, Chris. Yeah. Um, and they can, you know, they can refer their friends. They, they earn just by referring their friends. And on the developer side, if you're an indie developer, you know, looking for, excuse me, a distribution platform where... You know, your your the games, the hard hard worked on games, or the games you worked on hard. You know what I mean. <laughs> the games that you worked really hard to create um, has an addressable market that you can you can sell these games to, or or just download in general for you to get some exposure. You know, you have a platform for that, but you also have a marketing toolbox. You know, to to address that that uh, influencer program, you earn more simply by being on the ultra platform. Uh, up to 21% more, right, is what they say. You can grow your community um, with specific forums, newsletters, chats, you know, other tools. You can build better games because they have uh, better community feedback, right? So there's financial incentives for the players to beta test, to bug hunt, to feedback, and more. So the, the people that are, are testing or, or, or uh, bug hunting for those games are getting paid to do that on the platform. So, of course, they're got the game porting i mentioned earlier so you can already port games from existing platforms such as steam xbox playstation um with the, with their universal sdk they get developers get paid faster right so there's faster sales payouts 
um, which allows you know developers to reinvest that money into uh, a, a new game, some marketing, etc. And they have novel revenue streams, right? You can they can earn money through in-game advertising, secondhand sales, item trading, and referrals. The secondhand sales is interesting, and this is why I love the blockchain. They would be able to earn some sort of uh, percentage. Like if you if you bought the game directly and you know you were like hey I want to sell this game to Z you know Z is interested in this game and I would buy that game they would still see a percentage of that sale. Um, so I, I think I think the technology is there. I think that you know it looks like the team is equipped to handle this transition. Uh, they they have everything you know lined up for this to be a great project in my opinion. And we'll see how they do. And Chris, do you know when they're dropping this uh, this market release? Um, it's supposed to be, if not later on this year, if not, I'm pretty sure it's supposed to be early next year, like winter time. Uh, I can't Q1? confirm that. I'm pretty sure Q1. But once again, I encourage everybody to do their own research on that. I don't want to be speaking out of the mouth or speaking on what the team is doing or creating like false timelines. But um, I'm right around and it's saying around that time. So, uh, I think once again, just summarizing the points, Ultra really does have the team, the tools, the delivery system to make this actually happen. Uh, I highly suggest that everybody go check out what they're doing because what they're doing is actually some pretty comprehensive stuff on a frontier that's probably going to be the future of competitive sport. Like, honest to God, uh, on a global scale anyway, that's not like soccer. So, um, once again, uh, thank you, Z, for taking the time to discuss Ultra with me. Obviously, we're both very interested, and uh, we look forward to talking more about uh, what gaming is going to be looking like in this space moving forward. Uh, thank you, everybody, for taking the time to listen, and I guess we'll catch you on the next one. Peace. All right, guys. Uh, thank you for listening to the episode with me and Chris on Ultra, the future of digital games distribution. Hope you guys enjoyed it. And this was the Ultra episode of Block Party. This episode was brought to you by Z Gabor and myself, Chris Wong. You can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at It's Me Chris Wong and at Z Trapamoto. This episode is part of a longer series of game-related projects inside the metaverse. Make sure to like and follow us on Apple Music, Spotify, and Google Podcasts and give us all the feedback and news you would like us to check out. We look forward to seeing you on the next one. Peace. Thank you.